0: Listener Production.
1: Your Morning Agenda with Natasha
0: Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 8th of March. In breaking news this morning, the Queen has delivered her Commonwealth message just hours before the much-anticipated Oprah interview with her grandson Harry and wife Meghan. Queen Elizabeth II making the televised address as part of Commonwealth Day celebrations, Her Majesty reflecting on a difficult year, and she also paid tribute to frontline health workers, reinforcing the importance of dedication to duty. Whilst experiences of the last year have been different across the Commonwealth. Stirring examples of courage, commitment, and selfless dedication to duty have been demonstrated in every Commonwealth nation and territory, notably by those working on the front line who have been delivering health care and other public services in their communities. Oprah's tell all interview with Harry and Meghan will air midday our time in the US and will be shown later tonight on Australian television. There's been another setback for the rollout of our COVID vaccination program, with GPs now threatening to pull out over a dispute with costs. The vaccine is set to be rolled out at general practices from the 22nd of March, but some frustrated GPs say they're not being paid enough to administer the doses and will be left out of pocket. But the Federal Health Minister, Greg Hunt, has defended the program, saying bulk billing fee doctors will receive three times the amount they'd normally be paid for flu shots when they give the COVID-19 vaccines. Meantime, it was a rare show of political unity, as Mr Hunt received the AstraZeneca vaccine yesterday, along with former Prime Minister, Julia Gillard. No matter what side of politics you barrack for, no matter who you intend to vote for, there is a united message and that united message is please get the vaccine. It comes as latest data from overseas shows the COVID vaccines are working. In Israel, the Pfizer vaccine has been 92% effective and in the UK, the same vaccine has been 88% effective, especially in preventing symptomatic infection with people over the age of 80. And the federal opposition says it is time for Defence Minister Linda Reynolds to step aside after extending her sick leave for another month. Ms Reynolds won't return until the 2nd of April on her doctor's advice, as heavy criticism continues to grow over her handling of rape allegations made by her former staffer Brittany Higgins. Labor's Christina Keneally says the minister needs to go. The Minister for Defence, Linda Reynolds, trying to pretend that she can is well enough on the one hand to continue as Defence Minister but not well enough on the other to front up and answer questions in Parliament and in Estimates. Her position is untenable. Now for a look at what else is making news around the country this Monday morning and firstly to Victoria, it's been a horror long weekend on the roads as many Victorians headed out of town for the weekend. As James Lake reports from Melbourne... All the fatal accidents occurred in regional areas. That's right, Tash, and it's often the case, sadly, with data backing up the theory that crashes are more likely to happen when people are getting away on unfamiliar roads. On Saturday morning alone, in less than 12 hours, we lost four people and two of those fatalities were motorcyclists. In one crash, another driver's been charged with dangerous driving causing death while the other three incidents were all single vehicle and are being investigated by police.
1: Meantime, another four people are in hospital, one of them fighting for life after a huge pile-up yesterday where the Chandler Highway meets the eastern freeway just to the east of Melbourne.
0: The number of lives lost on Victoria's roads so far this year sits at 39. To New South Wales now and some good news for parents today with more COVID restrictions easing at schools. Our reporter Siobhan Caulfield is in Sydney with more. Yeah, Tash, we're getting a little bit closer to normality today with COVID restrictions easing at schools right across New South Wales. Parents and carers are officially allowed back on school grounds from next week for things like sports carnivals and other activities as our state prepares to record its 50th day in a row without a locally acquired case. Singing groups and dancing, including Formals are also back on, but Education Minister Sarah Mitchell says there are still a few provisos. Uh, there
1: will still be some rules. Uh, parents will have to check in. They'll need to make sure they socially distance from other adults as well. Uh, but we're in a much better place than we were 12 months ago, and I think it's really exciting for our school communities that we're getting back to normal.
0: The South Australian authorities are scrambling to identify the source of a strong COVID nineteen detection in the city's wastewater. Reporter Sean Maynard has more from Adelaide.
1: Yeah, this positive test in Adelaide sewers has been traced to a pocket in the northeast corner of the CBD where there are a number of hotels. Now, thousands of people have also been visiting Adelaide for the Fringe Festival. And SA Health says they can't rule out the possibility of infected people moving around the community. It might also be someone with an old infection who's been shedding the virus, this result coming from a part of town also home to the Pullman Medi Hotel. But Dr Chris Leese from SA Health says they're extra concerned because they've never had a wastewater reading this high. A
2: a strong signal like this. Of course, our biggest concern is undetected cases in the community. And again, that's why the strong appeal to people to um, get tested,
1: even with the slightest symptoms. Now, the results are being retested with more information on the source expected today.
0: To Queensland now and thousands of travel vouchers are on offer in a bid to stimulate the state's struggling tourism industry. Our Brisbane reporter, Amy Drew, has the details. Yeah, Tash. Well, the Queensland Government will hand out 15,000 of these vouchers worth up to $200 each to be used on tourism experiences across the states far north, including the Great Barrier Reef, Cairns and Port Douglas. They'll remain valid until the end of June. To obtain one, you have to register for a special voucher code. You can do that at the website Queensland.com and tickets will be issued via a ballot. You can begin registering from today. Queensland's move to introduce the vouchers follows similar schemes set up by New South Wales, South Australia and Victoria. Now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Peter Switzer from switzerreport.com.au. Good morning, Peter. Now the AFR has revealed the nation's richest women in the country. So who topped the list this time?
2: That's right. Uh, iron Or magnate Gina Reinhart is the country's richest woman with her wealth calculated to be, wait for it, 356 billion dollars, and this has been powered by the huge spike in the price of iron ore since the coronavirus crash of the stock market and the ensuing recession. Coming in second is the co-owner of paper company Visi, Fiona Jeminder, who was formerly Fiona Pratt, with her one-time share of the business now worth $3.2 billion and she ties with her sister Helwa Pratt, who also owns one-third of the Visi operation. The biggest celeb on the list is Nicole Kidman, who came in at number 26. Estimates of her wealth by WealthyGorilla.com puts it at, wait for it, $250 US dollars.
0: Oh, very nice pay packets there. And also making news today, Peter, the local stock market is tipped to have a big rebound today after a very tough week last week. Of course, uh, we can thank the US President Joe Biden for that.
2: Yep, stock market futures tells us what we can expect from trading ahead of the market opening. And the news is very positive for this week, with President Joe Biden signing his $1.9 trillion U.S. dollar stimulus package passed by the Congress last week. Now, that converts to 2.5 trillion Aussie dollars. And this huge spending package comes as we learned that the Yanks created 379,000 jobs in February alone, and only 210,000 were expected. And if you factor in the success of the vaccination program in the U.S., it explains why economists expect a big boom for the U.S. economy this year, and that's great for stock prices worldwide, and our super funds.
0: Peter, there's been so much speculation about what will happen at the end of this month. Of course, we know the federal government's JobKeeper program will end. What are you expecting to happen? Are we set to head off that cliff?
2: Well, with three weeks to go before JobKeeper is due to expire, Australian Tourism Industry Council boss Simon Westerway said businesses are already planning mass redundancies because of the uncertainty of what government help would be offered after the end of March. Stafford Strategy Research found 34% of the country experienced a 40% greater loss or more of visitors because of the travel bans, while a third of towns saw growth because of Australians holidaying within Australia because they couldn't go. Overseas. Labour market economist Jeff Borland thinks 250,000 jobs could be lost when JobKeeper ends. And Mr. Westaway says tourism businesses require short term assistance from the government until the national vaccine rollout gets us all travelling again.
0: We'll only find out in a couple of weeks, Peter. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> on sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett. Will Buddy Franklin play for the Swans in round one?
1: Yes, good morning, Tash. Uh, Big question indeed. The answer to that is no. He has been battling uh, calf tightness for some time. He was an outside chance of playing in round one. Didn't play all of last season. He's had a battle with various soft tissue injuries. Uh, The calf is his latest one. And John Longmire has now officially ruled Buddy out of playing the Lions in round one. He'll play when he's ready to play. Um, Hopefully if he continues the way he's going, it'll be pretty early. So Logan McDonald is the man who could replace him he was only drafted uh, late last season he's a highly rated key forward from Perth and he had a a nice little cameo in the second half of their loss to the Giants yesterday kicked a goal took uh, a few marks as well so he might find himself debuting in round one against the Lions
0: and Brett we know this young guy this teenager is an absolute superstar Joseph Suwali we're talking about of course but the Roosters aren't getting much support in their bid for him to debut before he turns 18.
1: No, that's right. A survey out this morning, uh, polling all the the CEOs and club chairs around the NRL. 74% are against it. Of course, he doesn't turn 18 until the 1st of August. The Roosters hope that he could debut before then. We're still waiting to hear from the NRL as to whether that will be approved. But in terms of the survey, ARL Commission Chairman Peter Volandi says he's not too surprised. That's not unexpected. If I was one of those clubs, I wouldn't want him to play either. (laughs) He's he's potentially one of the best players ever. And I don't want to put any pressure on the young. Uh, On the young kid. No, no pressure at all. Just could be one of the best players ever.
0: (laughs) Wow! (laughs) Huge pressure and expectations, though.
1: There, there is absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, considering he's been chased by both rugby codes. At one point, there was a story that uh, the AFL was after him as well. There's a lot of pressure on the young kids, so um, you know, kind of hope that uh, maybe they divert their attention away for him, away from him as we get closer to the season, and uh, and just focus on the footy.
0: Yeah, we wish him all the best. And how is our T twenty World Cup prep going after the series loss to New Zealand?
1: Well, we'll call it a glass-half-full Tash. We didn't have Steve Smith or, or Dave Warner, so it was really an under-strength Aussie side. We were 2 nil down in the series. We got it to a game five. We lost that by seven wickets last night. Aaron Finch found some form, and he says, uh, despite the loss, he was impressed with his side's attitude. Even when we lost the first, well, the second game in particular, we were right there, we were probably one swing of the bat away from pinching it down at Dunedin, and a lot of character from the group. The, the spirits were always high, even when things weren't going our way. So we don't uh, have another uh, international tour again until July against the West Indies. So uh, not a lot of cricket between now and then, um, just in terms of selection for the World Cup later this year. You sad about
0: no cricket? Wait till next year.
1: Well, the footy's back.
0: (laughs) So all is okay. All is okay.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Tash. (laughs)
0: Checking the weather details around the country now for this Monday morning. Possible shower or two for Brisbane with a top of 30. 31 degrees on the way today for Sydney with a possible storm also. Shower or two and 21 for Melbourne. Canberra, partly cloudy, 27. Partly cloudy conditions also expected this Monday for Hobart, 22. Partly cloudy again for Adelaide, 26. Much the same for Perth, a top of 30. Shower or two on the way and a top of 32 for Darwin. And organisers have chosen International Women's Day today to announce that one of our greatest feminist icons will be honoured for her outstanding services to music. Singer Helen Reddy, who passed away last year at the age of 78, was best known, of course, for this iconic song that inspired a generation. I
2: am strong
0: Helen will be honoured posthumously at the 2021 APRA Awards next month with the prestigious Ted Albert Award for Outstanding Services to the Australian music industry. Helen's daughter, Tracy, says she is honoured to receive the award on behalf of her mum, saying Helen devoted her life and career to equal rights for all people. Adding in honouring her, you honour not just her music, but what she stood for. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode and a whole new world of audio by downloading the new Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.
2: Listener.